You're listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is Eddie Ift, and you're listening to Jim Cran, No Restrictions on the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Yeah! I'm hanging uh, Greg Nicotero, The Walking Dead family, as we know, and, you know, uh, everything from Kill Bill to Pulp Fiction. The man needs no introduction for no restrictions, but he's a Pittsburgh guy through and through. And when I say that, I mean this is a guy who never changed through all this incredible success uh, from day one, actually. But, you know, now it's uh, kind of crazy, the success. But uh, we started talking about... I was talking, you know, how Pittsburghers are. We always like to talk about, here's how, this is a typical Pittsburgh. <laughs> hey, you know what I was at that Don Harris's birthday party, or in your brother. Which, so, by the way, I'm pissed. Pissed. I'm pissed that I wasn't there. I, <laughs> Wait, can I yeah. swear? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm really fucking swear. pissed. Fucking right. For me, <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, Frank and I always, of course, and that's Frank Nicotero. <laughs> yeah, Frank. Um, you know, we went to see, it was Frank, Gene, and I, Saw uh, Michael Stanley oh, and Donny Iris yeah. at the Stanley Theater, and we were we were in the little orchestra pit, like oh, literally man. our our chests were up against right. the stage. What a show that it was! Been, one man. of the one of the right? greatest shows I had ever seen. Every time uh, Frank tells me that he goes to Pittsburgh and sees Donny, I'm kind of jealous. Right. It's yeah. like, come on, Donnie Iris. Next time you come in, we'll go out and have a cigar. Good. Whatever. That's exactly what we're doing. He so keeps screw you, Frank. We're, he's uh, the best. Mark's hanging out here, too. Yeah. Mark we, but, he keeps threatening he's going to come out here and stay with us. Because I've invited him many Donnie? times. Donnie, yeah, to come stay. Uh, we'll he's get, like, I, I think man. I'm going to come out. Still, I think I might come still out. Still rocks it, though. I, I saw an hour and a half at Jurgles about four months ago. <sighs> and I'm talking 90 minutes of crazy, you know, his show. Like, you're talking. Yeah. Stand, Greg. Standing O, craziness, and 74 years old. Oh, that's so great. It's amazing, man. You know, it's been, uh, I, I, I was kind of lucky enough. You know, I never really thought about the fact that, like, when we're shooting in Georgia, because we shoot seven months out of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jumping up to, to Pittsburgh, you know, my parents are still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two brothers are still there. Everyone's kind of, <clears throat> everyone's kind of still in the Berg. And I went, I went seven times last year. Okay. I, I yeah, it was yeah. just one of those things where it sort of occurred to me like, wait a second, um, I can yeah. I can literally well, jump you. on a plane in, in and an hour and a half within an hour and twenty minutes. Thank you. Um, thank you. Say hi, just Gina. Say hi. Say hi to everybody in Pittsburgh. Hi, everybody in Pittsburgh. So say, <laughs> Pits- say what do you Pits- mean? Is that a trick? Or? No. It's a trick. No, it's actually a phone that we're recording. Yeah, but we're, it's a we're on a podcast. Oh. It's our podcast. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. All right, you're famous now in Pittsburgh. You're, yeah, you're huge. She's so nice. Um, very sweet. So, uh, so I ended up coming up seven times last year, and I, I you know, I'm so busy, and you kind of, you get to that point where you sort sure. of forget that there's a lot more to it than just working your ass off all the time. So Tom Savini, who was the guy who gave me my first job yeah. on Day of the Dead. Yeah, big influence. Yeah. Uh, his birthday was November, so I flew up for that. Um, and uh, I went to see John Carpenter. Went on tour. John Carpenter, of course, directed Halloween and The Thing and Escape from New York, all these yeah. great movies. He composed all the music. Oh, so wow. I get an email saying, oh, yeah, I'm doing a little tour, and I'm going to go around... 
um, and play my music. Right. And then they projected clips from the movies in the background. And so I went to oh, Pittsburgh so cool. uh, with Slash, and he and I went to see John Carpenter play. <laughs> oh, really? So if you, if, imagine, like, okay, so when I'm a kid and I saw The Thing and yeah. I listened to Guns N' Roses and then I'm sitting you're there. hanging with Slash. I'm hanging out with Slash, watching John Carpenter perform music from movies that I saw at Showcase Cinema North yeah. uh, in the North Hills. It's, it's insane. It, it, it's got to be surreal, Greg. And that's what I love about you. You see, you haven't changed. And I've seen a lot of people that to do. Uh, that's at Pittsburgh Values that, that you. I agree. That's the way we are, man. I really you, agree. You know, you get it. It's you know, it's a gig, and your God gave you great talents. Tell me this: uh, when you do you did you ever think like that when you were starting out of as far as this kind of fame and money and all kind of stuff, or was it just about? Doing it, man. Just making a living doing it. Has it no, always been like that in your head? It's always been. Listen, it was Bill Cardell, man, mm -hmm. who passed away last last early last summer. One of the greats. Yeah, Chiller um, Billy. We all he, uh, yeah. I mean, I I I attribute a lot of a lot of, of who I am to to Bill Cardell. I spoke to him about three weeks before he passed because his daughter Lori huh. starred in Day of the Dead, my first movie. So Lori and yeah. I have stayed friends. And she sent me a she sent me a text and said, you know, Dad's not well. And I called him, just like you yeah. know, I need to talk to to him and say hi and see right. how he is. And you know, first thing he said is, you know, he said, you know, I watched your career and I'm so proud of you and everything that you've done. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Bill, I would have never done any of this without you. Huh. I said, you were the guy that that sparked my imagination in Saturday nights. I'll never forget. I was probably like one of three people on the planet that hated Saturday Night Live because when Saturday Night Live came on, they pushed Chiller Theater to one o'clock oh, in the right. morning. That's right. I remember was, that. Before SNL, mm -hmm. he would play two movies. So at 11.30, he'd play one, and then <laughs> at 1 right, a.m., that was it. And then SNL comes on, and I was like, now i got to stay up <laughs> until one o'clock in the morning to watch monster movies. That's... <laughs> so... Um, it's true. I never, uh, I oh never thought about the fact that that I could do this as a living. It, to yeah. me, it was a hobby. I used to draw, and so I'm I'm blessed to to get to keep doing it. Yeah. And still, as you can see in my office, which you got, they can't it's see. Been on all these shown videos. What a what a giant yeah. nerd I am because I have like a piece of the Jupiter two from Lost in Space, and I have all these zombies, and there's I mean I have all this crap in my office. It's one of the coolest things. It, it, to me, it's, you know, like I said, like, now I keep saying this, but man, you t it's, you're one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met in my life, because I'm telling you this, you are the real deal. Uh, because I remember, you just matter of fact, and so, you know, Pulp Fiction, man, come on, it's one of the great movies of all time, you Kill Bill wanted to, and, and you, I remember you talking about, like, you know, how you were doing, you, you used to tell me, the you knew I was interested in this, you were, yeah. Let me peek behind kind of how you do the effects of the things like that, how you were doing some of the blood scenes and different and I'm fascinated by how did you meet how did you meet Quentin Tarantino? How does this happen where all of a sudden you're doing these, you know well incredible what's what's interesting if you think of, of if you think about it, um, we were all kind of getting into it at roughly the same time. Okay. Uh Ironically, the guy who introduced uh, me to Quentin yeah. wrote Evil Dead 2, which yesterday, March 13th, was the 30th anniversary of the release of Evil Dead 2. Okay. Insane. It's pretty wild. Okay, so, happy birthday, but I think you're oh, to come tomorrow. Up. It is tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay, yeah. I knew it was in March sometime. Tomorrow, yeah, happy birthday, tomorrow. my brother. Thanks. <laughs> so, wait, isn't yours? 
Now, I thought yeah, yours was like August. August coming up in summer. Yeah. Happy oh, birthday, yeah. brother. Thanks, dude. <laughs> so, um, the guy, one of the writers, it was Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel that wrote Evil Dead 2. And we wrapped the movie, came back to LA, yeah. and uh, Scotty was getting ready to direct his own film and needed some effects, like cheap, kind of like, listen, I don't have any money, but I have a couple gags. Yeah. But Scotty is the guy who introduced us to Quentin. Huh. And Quentin was a dude who had written a bunch of spec scripts and was trying to get something going. And So Pulp um, Fiction's not made or anything? Pulp Fiction, nothing. Was, Reservoir Dogs wasn't made. Okay. So he had written, going. He had written uh, Natural Born wow. Killers and True Romance. Those were his two spec scripts. You know, wow. In Hollywood, if you want to be a writer, you, everybody wants to see what you're capable of doing. So you write a script. Right. It's called on spec, which huh. means it's, you own it, and then you shop it around. So those were his two. Just starting to get those were his two incredible movies, freaking yeah. amazing movies. Yeah. So that's how we met, and we he was about to direct Reservoir Dogs. Okay. And uh, my ex business partner, uh, who at the time wanted to wanted to direct, uh, ended up hiring Quentin to write a movie for him. Okay. In exchange, we did the effects for Reservoir Dogs for free. Okay. Okay. It was like, oh, we'll do a little trade. Right. I'll write this movie for you, and you give me some free effects. Yeah. That's kind of how how we met. And Quentin, you know, um, you guys hit it that off. Was, yeah. I we we I'll probably hear from him tomorrow because we have a we have a little thing where it's like every Christmas, every birthday, one of us has to like. Call yeah. yeah, call each other yeah, and yeah. talk about like when we're you know yeah. what we're up to and how life is and go get beers and he's, um, so he's a Pittsburgh kind of guy, Quentin. He is. I brought him to Pittsburgh when when we premiered. I think it was two thousand five. Yeah. We premiered Land of the Dead there, and uh, I brought Quentin, Robert Rodriguez, Edgar Wright, who wrote and directed Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and Simon Pegg who was obvious so I brought the four of them because I said guys you know George Romero zombie premiere in Pittsburgh there's no way it's ever going to get any better than this yeah Exactly. And it was great. I took him to Monroeville Mall. I took him to Evan <laughs> City. And I have pictures. Dude, I have pictures. You love that. I have pictures of the mind. guys literally walking. <laughs> imagine being with in the Monroeville Mall. Imagine, imagine. Yeah, some people are like, oh man, Steelers. Imagine and being in the Monroeville Mall. And people did. People walked up to me. People were like, holy shit, is that my God? Um. If somebody just walk up to me, yeah, you know, anybody ever tell you you look just like Quentin Tarantino? We'll buy you Norris Julie's. <laughs> or so yeah, man. So that was kind of uh, that's how I met. That's how I met QT. That's a, 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 amazing. Uh, it took off from there with the you know your you, your reputation has been is incredible. And that's what this is in this, in this community, right? Is that what it was uh, to get all these uh, major projects you've been on, Greg? Is it's just from that it sprung? It just kept. Kept mushrooming you know, or whatever. I, I, is that I, how it happened? And the Walking Dead comes along. That's what I say. How did the Walking Dead come along? How do you go from, you know, you did these incredible, incredible work you've done on these movies, and all of a sudden you get into the Walking Dead. I don't know. How do you get into that? As we're looking for the. Well, uh, listen. You know, I mean, I, to me, it's all about. I'm still looking for the yeah, actual. Okay. It's it's really all about passion. You know. Yeah. The but, fact that I had no idea that I could turn something that I love this hobby. Into a job. Into this. I mean, and that's the As one we look thing back at your birthday, right? And Looking now, and now, you know, I, I I get to travel the world and promote the show and talk about Walking Dead. And 
I see so many young people that are inspired by what I do, just like I was inspired by With what George Savini Romero and, Romero and Savini and Bill Cardell and mm -hmm. um, all these guys. So for me, it's, it's an opportunity to kind of give back. Um, Walking Dead has become, this is really, it's not only the most popular show, really it's an iconic, it's going to be known as one of the greats ever, really, it has been done that, it's in the process, we're still in its prime, but I was wondering, did you ever think it was going to get like that, did you, when you did, did you ever imagine, say, man, I got, this is going to be the show, Well, 20 million people watching. I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what was interesting about it is, is that I, myself and Frank Darabont, who created the show, mm -hmm. We were the two zombie diehards. Yeah. Like, I've seen every zombie movie that's ever come out. Right. And what the show was able to do, because of the casting, because of the writing, because of the directing in the first episode, mm -hmm. it opened the zombie genre up to a whole other group of people. Right. It wasn't just, like, 17-year-old dudes with long hair going, <laughs> yeah, zombies, yeah. <laughs> You know, that's what... It's true. That's kind of what it was like when I was a kid, yeah. and I loved that. Listen, you know, yeah. I, mean, I remember growing up in in the in the 80s, and it was all, you know, American Werewolf in London, and The right. Thing, and The Howling, and, you know, Dawn of the Dead, and all these amazing movies. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, now, because you're not limited to two hours, right? Like, you don't have to tell the story... For two hours, we've had ninety nine hours. It just goes so on and on. Yeah, the viewers get, to, get sucked get, into the characters. You get invested in these. They people. get invested in them, and and they need to know what's going to happen. They the ones they love, they love. The ones they hate, they hate. Right, it's right. It's just good. Um, and uh, you know, you can never, you can never pinpoint what people are going to love. Is, or is not the love. Negan character the, the most, the one of the most dynamic hated characters ever? My God, Negan. Well, of course he is. But oh my God! But he was written. He's written that to way. To be that way. He was written to and, be uh, like a, sort of a petulant 16-year-old kid who's, <laughs> you know, like was was just, um, every joke he says was never really funny, but he thinks he's hilarious. <laughs> and then we have Jeffrey Dean Morgan who plays him to a T. To a T. Um, I just spent a week with Norman, Jeffrey, and Andy Lincoln in Europe doing huh. press for the show, and... It was insane. It was insane. We were standing in outside of a movie theater in Madrid, and there were ten thousand people in the in the streets. Like hmm. the cops were like, "We're shutting this down because it's bordering unsafe." It's we went out and we stood. We stood in front of. Um, we stood in front of them and uh, in front of the fans just to wave and say hi and. For, as, as far as you could see, there were people down the street. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. It was crazy. Do you see? Do you see the uh, the show? Is it something we want to have a finite thing? Let me see. Okay, well, so I'm looking at the video now. Wait, I gotta find. Yeah. I'll find it's, the best it's, one. It's, and I'll show it to you. There it is. It, let me see, okay. All right, so there's the top of the... I'll send this to you. Yeah, 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 look, you pan over. Okay. All the way down here. Holy all the way up those streets. It is a... God. 
thousands and thousands, thousands of people, people man. Throngs of people. And it, it was it was insane. It looks like a, a Steelers Super Bowl <laughs> look, parade. Up the street, you go up the street, you can't. It's just filled just with people. to be there to see you just and the, to, these guys say, be part no, of the event. Just be to part say, of it. be part of it. Just to say how much they love the show. How much they love that and, show. And just we all love that show. It's America, in, it's show. it's crazy, and it's you you never. Yeah. You can never really experience or, or explain how that feels to to know that something that yeah. you that you sweat over, something that you agonize over, something you love so much that other people will walk by and go, "I love your I love your job, man. Thanks for what yeah, you do. It affects our it's lives. Great. It's, it's awesome. It is. It's it's pretty fairly phenomenal, man. Fairly hope phenomenal. it goes. I hope it goes on forever. <laughs> fairly phenomenal. phenomenal. We're surreal. I like hope that. it goes on for a long, long time. I mean, is there something? Because a lot of times those shows that are that amazing. Sometimes you guys will sit there and say, "All right, we're only going to go so many seasons. We want to make them one, like Breaking Bad, seven years." I know you're going up, but but do you have a finite moment, or do you want to keep going? I know there's a that you're following the seer, the comic book. Yeah, you know, I think everybody on. that's in it is still in it for a while. Mm. Um, I really don't think that there's any uh, any kind of moment or thank God. No, no, I want it to go forever, but you know, it's a, just well, I think it. somebody asked us in in. Amsterdam, like, yeah. what are you going to do when the show's over? And we all got really sad. Because it's like, you, you know, when you do a movie, you spend five months together with this crew. Right. And then everybody goes Bond. home and they go yeah. on to the next movie or yeah. whatever. But, yeah. you know, you're in TV and we're into our eighth year. You know, I mean, it's we've watched our kids grow up. Yeah. Um, we've been through some amazing ups and some downs and some hard things and... But the bottom line is, is that it's you know I mean it's a third of my career is this that's why it's, yeah has been you know has been this this thing more it, than it that, is actually well, a quarter of my career well and the other thing is you've directed uh, seventeen or eighteen 17, twenty twenty episodes now it's mm-hmm. up to uh, that's great though I mean I know you are obviously special effects uh, you know. Dynamo artist, you know, legendary now at this point. But how about directing? Is that would you want to explore that more? Well, you know, I wanted the experience of doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, I just thought it would be fun to try it. I never really thought about. Yeah. I never thought about it. Yeah. It was something that every once in a while Let's I was like, it, "Oh, yeah. it'd be fun to do." Mm-hmm. I kind of always wanted to just do it once, and yeah. Um, but you know, the truth of the matter is, I've had the best film school in the world because I've worked with these amazing directors and well, every director that I work with whoever, yeah. I take a little bit away from what how I how watch them I watch Quentin you know when we shot in Glorious Bastards um, just watching him spend three weeks shooting a scene and how much he would rehearse with the actors and learning how organic film can be you know so, yeah. some Directors will storyboard something, and then it'll be exactly what they storyboarded day one of prep. Right, and right. then other directors, it becomes a little more organic and changes when the actors come in because the actors bring something to the table. What style are you? Uh, I think I'm a. I think I'm a sort of a mutation of all of them. Some uh, structure and some living open. For well, there's whatever. there's structure that's obviously needed right. when you're designing like big effect sequences and stuff, mm-hmm. but. You have to respect your actors, and you got to let your actors know that they're that you trust them, and they have to trust you. And mm-hmm. starting as a makeup artist and being in the trailer at five in the morning with the dude like Mickey Rourke, yeah. and then transforming him, and then 
watching him act all day, and then at the end of the day, you clean him up. You know, right. you develop this relationship with them. So mm-hmm. I feel like also because I've been with the show since day one, the actors are like, listen, Greg knows what the <laughs> show is supposed to out. be. Right. Uh, if anybody knows it, he knows it. And you've got to play zombies, too. I get to be zombies. Well, of cool. course. You know, yeah, listen, that's kind of cool zomb- to be a zombie. I was a zombie in Day of the Dead. <laughs> that's like so, a prestige uh, thing to get to be a zombie, you know. I, and as a matter of fact, I, I was, even in George's movies, I played more zombies than anybody else in history in George Romero's zombie movies. It's my life's goal so, to be a zombie one day. You know. Well, you know, working, we're in Atlanta. That's it, all man. I'm going to say. One day, i got to be, you know... I can bite someone or something. I'll practice my biting and my zombie look. Practice your bite. Go to Permanis. Yes. Get my practice. Yeah. You know, practice it's funny. Biting. You are in my act now. Oh, uh, is that good it. or bad? I don't it's know. It's good. It's funny. <laughs> I do a story in my act, and I say my buddy Greg Nicotero and talk about The Walking Dead a bit and stuff, and I say how you were kind enough to, I don't know if you remember this, it's a long, a long time ago, you gave me... Yep, a penis of Mark Wahlberg. You made from a penis Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. Yeah. And, and but remember you saying this whether you were joking or but you said to me, you said Jim, there's only like two of these. You said uh, you had the mold. But you said you had two of these penises, and when you gave it to me, I felt like I was being knighted. I remember getting it, taking it. Thinking, I didn't hit you in the face with it. No, but you knighted me in the shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, wow, I can't believe it. So I got home, and my wife was like. And I, and I said, this is, no, you don't understand. I picture myself like on Antique Roadshow or Sunday. You know? Could be. Right? There's and probably, I think now there's probably six of them. See? Because oh, don't tell I me. I'm bro- my heart's broken. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Because right. there's only, there's, okay. I, I think, hmm. uh, well, Howard Stern has one. I know okay. that. Okay. You have one. Well, I, uh, I, you're going to hear the story. It's not good. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. My wife accidentally threw it away. It was in a box. And I lost it. Accidentally. Well, she probably did. I think she, deep down, there's, this has been a wedge for she years. Sold it on, she sold for it on years. eBay. <laughs> I guarantee you there's and somebody. She, yeah, and I've just been heartbroken from it. All right, so what it you're just, saying is so you need a new one. I'm saying I need a new penis. Uh, if ever you, you know, are around the mold. <laughs> so I'm saying if you're ever around the mold, All right. oh, you want to just that. throw that thing together. I'll be there's right. two of them in Georgia You right do now. know I'll be checking my mailbox now every day. Yeah, it could be a mailbox, actually. There's two in Georgia. Yeah, yeah I'll fly down to Georgia. I'll There's two I'll in fly. Georgia because I uh, I made Georgia. one for Andy and one for Norman <laughs> as a joke. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. And they're in a box, and they I stuck them under the seat of my car, See? and I forgot that they're there. So Norman's like, "Dude, where's the Boogie Nights prop?" <laughs> and so of course in in Georgia you get pulled over, and the first thing they want to do is. I would imagine, because I haven't been pulled over. They want to search your car. I just want to see the cop's face. <laughs> when they open when he goes, up, all right, what's well, in the man. box? I'm like, officer, I swear to God, oh, God. don't open that box. <laughs> Sorry, son, step away. And then he opens the box. And... Oh, keep your hands from the weapon. Keep your hands yeah, from the weapon. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I, I see that I see that exchange in my future, unfortunately. I, I feel, you know, my wife, when she listens to this podcast, she's going to know now my heartbreak oh, she's... Real, was real, because there were only six of them. Mm-hmm. Now five. Dude, I hope that you remind her on a daily basis. Now I will. Now you will. <laughs> well, now I got my hopes up. The mold is still around. The mold got is still around. Got my hopes up now. Let me get a new one. The mold is still around. And I'm gonna around. save a little space. Well, big space above my fireplace. <laughs> one day you should buy one of those, like you know, those plexiglass cases <laughs> oh. that you can get to put basketballs in. You and think, shit. You think I won't? Th- yeah, yeah, I'm all over that, that's man. What you got? Sort of have to. Do. You are, Greg. You are the greatest brother. Thank you for. 
doing the podcast, my man. Sure. You know, as always. Thanks for flying all the way to L.A. just for that 10-minute interview. You're worth it, brother. (laughs) You're worth it, my man. Greg Nicotero, no restrictions. Later. No restrictions. We are now, this is John and Craig on the Jagoff Podcast, and we are now on our own channel. All by ourselves. Give me a Kleenex. (laughs) (laughs) You can't find us on SoundCloud or SoundCloud. Or the Pittsburgh podcast feed anymore, even though they're still producing us. But you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and tune in. Just go to those ones and search for your jag off. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe and listen every week. Don't miss a minute. Don't mess it up. Thanks for listening. This is the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. <laughs>